Hi everyone, this is John Janik coming to you live with our team from AWS Game Day. Not really live, but almost live. Very pleased to welcome you to another DevCast. I'm the Chief Technologist here at Dev Technology Group, and we're joined today by an amazing team of cloud professionals. Not only did they win the AWS Game Day event that was hosted for the public sector teams recently, but they absolutely crushed it. I don't want to steal thunder. I'll let them kind of talk about what happened and how much we won by, because it's just stunning. So it's kind of defeats that when you're watching a football game or you're watching a soccer game and you see the final score, you're like, boy, people got up about halfway over the session and they started leaving, didn't they? It was that kind of a blowout. So let me introduce our team real quick. We're joined today by Naroop, Jay, and John. I'm going to let them introduce themselves. Let's go to Naroop first, and then we'll go to Jay and John. So Naroop. Hey, John. Glad to be here. So my name is Naroop Ganchkar, and I am one of the technical directors at DevTech. I have a focus on biometrics, but have been supporting the Homeland Security kind of programs across the boards for a while now. And as is the case with a lot of our customers, they're very interested in the cloud and moving to the cloud. So therein lies the reason that I'm interested in participating in these types of activities and bettering our customers' experience. Thanks, Drew. Jay? Hi, I'm Jay Merrifield. I'm one of the cloud architects. And so I've been doing, you know, AWS services for six or seven years now, currently supporting a contract with USCIS and helping them do some of their cloud offerings. Fantastic. Thanks, Jay. And then John. Hi, John. My name is John Gilbert. I'm the technical director of cloud architecture here at Dev. Been doing cloud, AWS cloud for about 10 years. And the last eight years have been pretty much submersed in uh, serverless and you know, having a lot of fun with that and delivering a lot of value to our customers with that. It's a lot of fun working in uh, AWS. Thanks, John. And the only missing team is Jing Jung Wu. She's unfortunately unable to join us today, but she was an important part of the team and really a huge contributor. John, I want to come back to you to start with. We're going to get to the game day conversation just in a minute, but you mentioned something I think is really important to point out. You literally have written the book on serverless. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? You've written, I think, three books now on serverless, right? Yeah, it's actually been a pleasure to do that. You know, it really helps you get your thoughts together on how all these pieces uh, fit together. And there are a lot of pieces. It can seem uh, difficult to get into the cloud and figure out how all the pieces go together. But, uh, you know, over the years, you know, we've learned the hard way how to do this and getting the opportunity to uh, put that knowledge into books and share it with other people is a nice experience. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely. Continuous learning is an important component of any modern organization, right? And when we think about how do we build capacity, knowledge, awareness, a lot of folks think that, you know, well, documentation as code is great, but you also need to sometimes document as document to share and disseminate that knowledge more broadly. And the book is and will always probably remain a consistent way of transmitting knowledge to broad populations. So I certainly have enjoyed your latest book. I read it. It was fantastic. I know a lot of others have as well. And in fact, we use a lot of your books internally for our company colleagues who are getting skilled up in the space. So I want to thank you for that. Naroop, I have a quick question for you. Let's talk a little bit about game day. So I know I kind of threw this over the fence to you. I was at a conference and I'd been talking with some AWS folks and we had gotten an invite to this thing called game day. And I want to go rewind back in time and talk with you real briefly and say like, what was that experience for you? What were you thinking? How did you kind of learn more about it? And tell us a little bit about what happened before the actual event day. So yeah, well, 
You know, dev technology, we run a dev lab in AWS where we do a lot of our learning and prototyping. And one of the things that the invitation spelled out was that we would basically be able to take advantage of trying out various things in an AWS environment without incurring the cost. And that's always a great opportunity because the FinOps for AWS can be a little bit tricky sometimes. So you want to try things, you want to learn but you got to make sure you shut down services properly and using infrastructure as code is a key part to that. But so anyway, when I saw that opportunity, it's like, well, hey, like, you know, I've been doing some stuff with a lot of our customers, but it's always a great opportunity to learn and challenges always make it interesting and competitive and fun. And we have a great group of engineers and people at Dev that we can bring to the table to, to try to win that challenge. So my idea was, figure out what specifically is the focus of this game day and try to understand that and pull together the best team. I think we definitely did that. One of the questions I had is we do both application development, systems engineering, as well as infrastructure. And so I wanted to understand what is the focus there, right? So from talking to the person that sent that invitation to us from AWS, I got the impression that it was going to be less of application development and more of how do you take an application that's been developed and host it in the best possible way to minimize cost as well as be able to scale to lots of variations in traffic and compute resources. So something that we have to do, some of our customers have a steady state of load on their systems and one of the customers that I'm supporting right now, they definitely have a certain workloads where there's like an end of the month big surge. A lot of them work with commercial entities that submit to the government. And so being able to scale to those fluctuations and support them is something that I want to be able to do better for my customers. That's great. Thanks, Narup. Jay, you've been doing AWS stuff for a long time. Had you ever heard of a game day event or was this your first experience? Tell us a little bit about what happened prior to the event for you. So yeah, I actually did do a game day event at my last company. They actually had an AWS representative come in. We weren't competing against other teams. We were competing internally. Essentially, we broke up all of the company's devs into smaller groups and then had us compete against each other. It wasn't as long of an event. It was only like a three-hour event. This was a much longer one. So we didn't get into some of the load characteristics of this game day that we saw before. It was mainly more chaos monkey, like pulling plugs out from under you and trying to like, how quickly can you disaster recovery or services? Thanks, Jay. So that's interesting. So they have a construct that they can use on a repeatable basis, right? And they can use it. In this case, they were doing a lot of, can you keep the system up? Which for our government clients is like one of the most important things that they're going to tend to ask, right? Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, when you're in a production scenario, I mean, I think these kind of exercises are useful in general, because when your system is down and your client is upset, you need to know what to do. You need to know where to go first. Where do you look first? You don't want to be wasting your time poking around the wrong spot. You want to be able to see, oh, I recognize this error. I know I need to go over here and look in this system. Or like with AWS, there's so many layers to where things can go wrong. Is it a VPC subnet error? Is it a services down? Are the routing cables all messed up? Like what's going on wrong? And a lot of times you don't think about it as much because once it gets set up, it's set up and it's working. But when things go wrong, that's where you really test it on your knowledge. Wow, oh, interesting perspective there, Jay. Thanks. Hey, John, kind of moving it over to you. When we talk about 
you know, one of the things that we've talked about a lot is really leveraging automation infrastructure as code to make these kinds of environments predictable. So as we were going into this, did you feel like you had a pretty comfortable understanding? You've obviously written books on the serverless side. You felt like you kind of had a very good and comfortable position in this. Have you done game days before? What's been your experience? This was definitely my first game day. I didn't quite know what to expect. It was nice that Jay was on the team for many reasons, but also because he, you know, he had a little insight into how the game day worked. So that was very helpful. You know, it was really neat that not only were they, you know, hitting us with load, but they were also, you know, Jay was saying the chaos monkey, you know, essentially was uh, breaking things. You know, at one point they disabled our cloud front distribution. So we had to be you know, alert on all that sort of stuff. But yeah, the fact that it really is a, a team effort, you know, everybody on the team kind of uh, played to their strengths on you know, the different skills that they're comfortable with and it helped us really come together. It was a little shaky at first trying to get the lay of the land because the idea of this particular game day was that there was a system that was written previously and the previous operators were gone. And so the new team was basically thrown into the fire to figure out how to run this thing while it was still moving. So it was, it was a lot of fun. I think we all had a good time. Absolutely. So Narup, it looks like you want to add a little bit to that? Yeah, I was just going to say that's not unlike a lot of the contract and program transitions that I've been a part of. You often get documentation in various states of correctness. And and the first thing you got to do is get in there and figure out what you got. And it's not like they shut down their projects and their programs while you're in transition. There's always actual mission critical stuff running. So, you know, John really nailed it there with getting in there, figuring out what you got. I agree 100%. As I was listening to that story, I was like, boy, how many times has that been the case where we've gone into a contract and there's been little or in some cases, no transition? It's just day one, you're expected to pick up where the other provider left off. You think that those kinds of things would be easier with cloud, with infrastructure. In many ways, it can be, but only if the environment is set up and you have the right skilled personnel ready to go into the environment. And I think you all are a really good example of, John, you mentioned the the team dynamic being super important in that conversation. And I think, Narup, when you talked about, hey, I wanted to assemble a team that would make sure we brought our game to the table, that's exactly right. That's always what dev does, right? We're always looking to bring the best team to the table for the government client, and this was no different. Hey, John, I want to go back to you for a second. There was a picture out of game day. So first off, there was the big number, right? And I don't want to spoil it. I'm going to let Narut tell about the scores. But John, there was a picture of you standing in front of everybody with a microphone on the actual game day. And I think it was in the afternoon after it was pretty obvious that Dev was going to win. I was wondering if you could just tell us a little bit about what you were talking about in that moment as you were kind of looked like you were debriefing or what was going on in that picture. Sure. Yeah, that was at the end. And, you know, they asked us to talk about how we did what we did. And the first thing that I started off with was just talking about how much fun, you know, this is. I mean, I've been in the business for a very, very long time. And these last 10 years working in the cloud, I can honestly say it's been far more fun than any of it, you know, partly because not only are we building systems, but we're also operating them and the full life cycle of them. Instead of throwing pieces over the fence to other people to run, we actually get to do all of it. And that's kind of what really, really makes this fun. And of course, the fact that AWS gives us the tools to do this. So yeah, so then I also you know, talked about kind of what happened. At first, you know, we stumbled a little bit trying to get our feet under us you know, and understand what this system was and what we could change and, you know, and so forth. So that was a little frustrating at first, but then we started to get a handle of things. 
First off, you know, we just made it work. You know, it was like, okay, traffic's coming in. We have to make it work. And then after a while, you know, it's time to say, okay, well, now let's make it better. Now we've got a little breathing room. Let's make it better. We did things like Jay added Fargate and we added CloudFront to it and a whole bunch of different tweaks here and there to improve. So I was talking about that. You know, one of the things that I also brought up was that at the tail end, when they were really, really ramping up the traffic, everything was hitting CloudFront and we were getting cash hits. So that made a significant benefit and improvement. It uh, reduced cost because, you know, the Fargate, you pay essentially by the SIP. So, you know, we were getting charged less. That's a very uh, important part about all this is, you know, tuning the system so that it's not just efficient for the end users, but it's also efficient on the back end as far as cost. And that's also kind of that balancing act that makes the whole thing fun. So I was talking about that, but I was also talking about the fact that cash like that also helped us when things went wrong. The way they structured this game day, we were getting you know, a certain number of points for successful requests and negative points for failed requests. And when they broke something on us, you know, we would still get cash hits. So those were positive points amongst the negative points, which sort of kept us kind of even. But the point there is that that's important to the end user experience because those cash hits when things were going wrong were a positive experience for the end user. So there's all kinds of ways that we can improve the system that may not be what we would think of traditionally, but that we can do with the cloud. That's kind of, you know, basically what I was talking about, given that overview of how we went about doing what we did. That's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. You know, Jay, so John alluded to, you stepped in at one point and not only were we doing operations, but the team was also saying, let's optimize and improve. Now, I'm just going to go right out and coin a phrase here. The government spends a lot of money on what they like to call, quote unquote, O&M. But they need to be thinking always about how not only do we operate these systems, but how do we improve and optimize these systems? And I think just based on what John's saying, that was really a core part of what you all did at that game day and what made you so successful. Jay, I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about those specific activities that you performed that day. That was right front and center, like in the game day setup, where what they did is they, you had a running scoreboard. So you got to see, hey, every time you succeeded, like you served a request, you got points. And then every now and then, every like whatever, 30 seconds or so, they deduct you your cost. And they would pretty much putting it up in front saying, hey, yeah, you know what? You're only going to serve five, six, seven requests, and then we're going to deduct out your server costs. So they were making it very clear, a very easy way to measure how well were you doing. And we could very easily say as we scaled up, we were costing more money. And so it was definitely in the back of my mind of, well, what can we do to try and reduce our costs and keep things streamlined? But again, kind of what John was saying, we need to get the system stable. We need to keep it running. We need to fully understand how everything would work in, making certain that our EC2 instances had the right subnets and everything else was set correctly. But once we got that stable, that's when I kind of started looking in. I was reading their documentation. I was trying to understand the hints that the game day people were giving us about, you know, maybe we could dockerize the application. Maybe we could go peer in and take a look to see if there's, you know, maybe the application is slow in some ways. And we definitely made tweaks there. Like we realized that the startup cost for EC2 was really high. And so like it would take well over a minute for a new EC2 instance to come alive. And we were like, that seemed weird. And so what motivated me to go into Fargate was even after all the optimizations I could do to EC2, everything I could think of, and I was like, this should be super streamlined. It was still taking like 30 seconds for it to kind of bring up a new instance of EC2. And we were getting dinged 
on how long it was taking for us to ramp up. And so I was like, well, Fargate has to be faster. I've read enough about it and stuff. So I was able to get Fargate running in parallel. This is the thing that was kind of cool is that we had our cluster running of EC2 instances. And then I stood up a completely separate cluster that I could play around with and tinker with and test in parallel until we got to a point where we were like, hey, I think it's time to switch. Let's switch over to the Fargate cluster and see how it does. And we did this tactic a bunch because when we started introducing CloudFront, we did something similar. We were like, all right, CloudFront is its own separate thing that we can now point to. And then, hey, CloudFront, you could also point to EC2 or the Fargate cluster. And we had different choices. So especially like that proved to be very useful when they started pulling the plug on us. And we were like, well, all right, CloudFront's down. I see my, you know, Fargate's still running. I'm going to push that in. We left the EC2 cluster kind of as a fallback in the end in case even if Fargate were to go down, we had something else that we could throw up. And that helped us keep things alive and keep things hot. The other thing that Fargate allowed us is it gave us a little bit more control in terms of how to scale up our instances, not only in terms of speed, in terms of when to scale them up to make certain that we were fully utilizing all the resources we had. And so John made a very good point at one point that caching wasn't going to save us at the end of the day. Caching is one of the reasons we scored so well, but if our backend wasn't able to scale and feed the cache, then it was going to crash out on us. Like the cache was never going to fill up. And we saw other teams struggle with that, where another team actually got caching in place and weren't able to succeed because their backend kept dying on them. That's a phenomenal story. I think it really points to the importance of diversity in service catalog and how you effectively used it. What's really interesting to me in that whole story is you couldn't do that in your own data center. The only place that has the provisional capacity to stand up those kinds of systems that quickly, you have to go to a commercial cloud or the gov cloud and use your partners and their capacity to really build that out. So what a fantastic story. Narup, I was wondering if you have any thoughts you wanted to add or you want to take us in a different direction. I was just going to say that I was probably one of the more risk averse people on the team. And so it was a good balance because I was always like, oh, like, well, 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 if this doesn't work, uh, how are we going to have a fallback? So, you know, Jay mentioned how he built the whole Fargate cluster up independently. And one of the key kind of points that they try to drive home, and it makes sense, right? It's AWS hosted game day, and they want to kind of really showcase and incentivize you to use their managed services. And so like a lot of the cost incursions of the provide, like the managed services from AWS, Jay talked about how you get points for serving up requests and the faster you serve them, the more points you have. So, you know, the caching really helps because you serve really quickly, but also that you get points deducted for how much infrastructure costs you're using. And they really don't charge you that much for their services. And the more I thought about that, having been through a lot of, the security work and the ATO process with several of my customers, not having to manage infrastructure at the server level, security scanning, you know, riding on top of all of the great work that FedRAMP has been doing and AWS GovCloud and all that stuff, being able to leverage that stuff to build applications quickly. And, you know, if you've ever, if you haven't, I recommend it. But if you read John's books on serverless, that's one of the points he drives home is that you can get stuff up and running. Sometimes just the effort of getting 
the infrastructure to be able to prototype something or, or get something out in the field really quickly with their services, you know, while it's a little bit gamed for game day that there's so little cost incurred with it. When you really factor in all of that other stuff, like the security, the ATO process that we often have to deal with with our customers, there really is a cost benefit to a lot of the services that AWS offers. And that's where we kind of like had a lot of our, you alluded to talking about that point differential that we were able to rack up is we really kind of optimize our usage of the cloud's elastic capabilities through AWS's offerings. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, would you like to share those final numbers? And then I see we've got a special guest here, so I want to make sure I include her real quickly too. But Narup, do you want to just go ahead and tell everybody what the final scores were? I don't have the picture in front of me, but I believe that our final score was 9 million and the next highest score was 1.5 million. And then there was maybe one in a couple hundred thousands. And then quite a few of the teams were in the negative because of those infrastructure cost incursions. And I'd like to point out that, you know, a lot of those teams that we were up against are definitely not lightweights in the AWS arena. They all came in and several of them were really kind of pulling pretty far ahead initially with the EC2 based infrastructure scaling and everything. And Jing, who, who wasn't able to join us originally at the start of this cast, has joined us. And I can't talk to how much her knowledge of the subnet and networking infrastructure and just the overall understanding of AWS. She really kept our stuff running because there were several times that as we were pulling ahead points wise, like you alluded to, not make it a scenario where everyone kind of walks away because there's no chance that somebody else could come back and win. They were going in and taking away our CloudFront distribution or, you know, deleting records out of our uh, route table to try to kind of even the playing field or make it just a little bit more interesting for everyone. And Jing was on top of it. She was tracking it through CloudTrail, figuring out exactly where they made changes, when, and correcting it. By the time they came over to say, hey, we've been messing with you guys. Did you figure it out? And we're like, yeah, that was like an hour ago. We fixed it. We're you know back on track. Didn't even hit a blip there. So Jin can talk a little bit about that when she gets a chance. What an amazing story. And by the time the monitoring folks came over to you say, did you notice? We're like, yeah, we already fixed it. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah, I do see that Jing, you've joined us. Hi, welcome. I'm so glad you were able to join us for this DevCast. Do you want to mm-hmm. take a moment, introduce yourself and the role you have at the company and a little bit about your experience at game day? Okay, my name is Jing. I'm working with Aris on ONM on the AWS infrastructure side on ONM. Yeah, it was a fun time with everybody uh, at the game day. It's my first time, so it's uh, very exciting. And I did learn a lot from Narub, Jay, John. <laughs> it's really fun. And we work very well as a team, I think. Everybody contributed what they could to the event and make the whole thing in the end. <laughs> I think Narud, Jay, and John probably covers um, most of the stuff already. That's fine. Yeah, I just wanted to give you a chance to introduce yourself and kind of add to the conversation. We're so glad you're here. We're so glad you're part of the team because for sure, this was a team effort as Narup was just describing. So everything that you brought to the table helped kind of push the team over the top. And it sounds like each and every person on this team was a contributor, right? There's some conversations that have been going on, some very senior former DOD folks that are out there that really advocate for this idea that individual tasks may have accountability, but it's tough to really assign value to them if they're always individually tracked and that the team is responsible for the output of the product or the value that it creates. And so it's always 
interesting. And, and I think it's very evident when you look at what this team accomplished at that game day. That's been a very important part of that conversation, that Narupi took the time to bring together the right people that had the right backgrounds, that had the right skill sets to really make this game day special for the dev team. I was wondering if you could take just a few minutes and talk a little bit about you know, how that approach tends to be replicated across the board. And so, Narup, just some thoughts on that, Jay and then John. I know, John, you've been leading a lot of our recent serverless work, so a little bit about the team that you and Alex Groves have brought together. You know, I think that over and over again, we've got these really good examples of the reason Dev is such an amazing powerhouse in this space is because we bring the right people to the table. So, Narup, you want to start off? Sure. I think there there's just... If you look at the pool of folks at our company, and one of the things that we do well and we pride ourselves on is being able to kind of reach out to each other and tag each other for the various expertise. And so we always, you know, within as much capacity as we have, try to bring, as you mentioned, the best team for that challenge. And luckily, with the talent that we have, if John wasn't available or Jay wasn't available, there were a couple people that I'd reached out to because we've kind of done these types of things across the boards. But uh, I'm really glad that this team came together and we were able to really kind of sweep the field here. Jay, anything you want to add? Yeah, I really do think that we had a very good coverage of the various different AWS services. Like we had some coverage of how networking works, how EC2 instances work, how Fargate works with containers, with some of the serverless and CloudFront options. I mean, having all of those skills, everybody was able to work. And like, even though the CloudFront didn't really pay off until the very end, when it did pay off, it paid off big. And so while if it was only an EC2, like we only were going to work in EC2 instances, maybe we wouldn't have all been productive. But the fact that we were all able to lean on our strengths to put forward a best in class solution end to end, it meant, you know, we did really well. Yeah, thank you. I love that story. John, anything you want to add? Yeah. So you mentioned serverless and, you know, I was an early adopter of serverless and I mentioned how much fun it has been. And I don't mean that just as in the fun that we have with the technology, but really the fun is the business value that we're able to deliver to our customers and how quickly. You know, Narup mentioned that the managed services, in particular serverless, helps us you know, deliver value to our customers very quickly. But that number that he mentioned, the score that we had on that game day is actually a representation of business value. So really, you know, when we see, you know, how quickly we can deliver functionality to our customers and we work with the end users and see how much they value, you know, the work that we're doing, that's really what makes all this really a ton of fun. So I can't uh, reiterate that enough that being able to bring all these pieces together to deliver business value is really a lot of fun for our teams. And we're really happy that we were able to do it. Yeah. It almost sounds like the contracting folks need to go talk to AWS about how they do those measurements, because it sounds like an awesome way to actually build some metrics into contracts on how work gets done. Sounds like there was a real value component to that. I appreciate you bringing that out, John. So, Jane, anything that you want to add to the conversation or any thoughts that you have about like the power of teams at Dev and how Dev always brings the right talent to solve those problems? Yeah, it just stunned me. It's amazing how everybody is so talented on all the fields and the latest technology and was able to like put the solution in such a short time and evolved. Like while the game day progressed, we evolved and we changed accordingly to the situation. So. Fantastic. 
All right, folks. So as we wrap things up, final comments, last words, thoughts real quick. Narup. I think I definitely learned something and I still have a lot to learn. And I learned something about my team. I learned something about adding business value. And so it was just a complete win for me personally and professionally because I really got a lot out of it. And I'm happy that we were invited and I'm glad we were able to come out the way it did. I'm going to pin one more thing to that. And would you do it again? Absolutely. Okay, fantastic. Jay. I'm going to piggyback on that learning thing because I came into the event knowing a bit about Fargate, but in the process of dealing with the problems of the game day event, dealing with various different networking issues, dealing with the challenge of how we wanted to scale Fargate, I learned a lot in the process. And I also learned a lot about other AWS services that I've just never, never really needed to go to. Like there's a lot of like, you know, AWS has a huge breadth of services and a huge breadth of options and way you you can change stuff. And a lot of times you skim over certain things that might actually be really important. So I kind of like the nudge that the game day gave me to go diving into areas that I'm not overly comfortable with. And, you know, learning from our, uh, my coworkers and stuff was also incredibly helpful. So I would definitely do this again. I had a lot of fun. You know, we did win, so that does make it <laughs> more fun. If we had lost, I might say something different. <laughs> That's good to know. If we win, it's always good. <laughs> I'd like to think that even if we didn't win, we still would have come away with a lot of new experiences and new knowledge. But I do appreciate that point. Folks who know Dev, we hire highly competitive <laughs> individuals. It's kind of a thing in our conversations. We're all a bunch of very competitive folks. So I appreciate that perspective, Jay. John, anything you want to add? Yeah, definitely. Learning is a major part of this equation. And we all love the challenge of solving problems and learning new ways to do it. So, you know, just reiterate that what we do and how we do it is really a lot of fun. And it's glad to participate in that event and would be more than happy to do it again. Fantastic. Thanks, John. Jing, anything you want to add? Would you do it again? Yeah, definitely. So fun. <laughs> and learning is also fun. Learn a lot of stuff I never done before. So that's great. Well, friends, we're at time. I'm going to go ahead and close up the conversation. I want to thank everybody for joining us on this conversation. I think it was super valuable. We learned a lot. We brought a great team to the table to talk about their experiences at an AWS game day event. We learned that having fun, learning are two things that can go hand in hand, as well as generating real true value and understanding how the AWS services can all fit together. Dev is a select tier partner with AWS. We do a ton of work with them on a regular basis. And if you have any questions for any of the folks on the call today, if you want to go do your own game day event, I invite you to engage with Dev online through Twitter, through Facebook, through LinkedIn. All of our folks are there. We're always willing to engage and happy to talk about all the advantages that can be brought to the table for your organization, your government agency, and how to use that technology to accelerate the mission. Again, my name is John Janik. I'm the chief technologist here. Thanks for joining us. Look forward to talking to you again soon. Have a great day. Thank you.